Hey there, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into Trinity San Diego's podcast. The past few weeks have been full. They've been hard. A lot of question marks, a lot of worry, a lot of adjustment, a lot of new routines. Home has become the headquarters for most of us, which has its highs and lows. The highs, of course, are that morning breath is not as big of a deal. Pajamas can be worn for most of the week. You no longer have to dress to impress and showers are optional. Uh, But the lows are actually much more serious, of course. The coronavirus is proving to be the real deal. Uh, Individuals and families are being impacted in very personal ways. Every time we turn on the news, we're confronted with a new, hard, fearful storyline. There are places in our nation that are being ravaged by the coronavirus. There are medical professionals on the front lines who are completely overwhelmed and under-resourced. We want to be committed to them, to love them, to pray for them, to resource them. We want to be committed to our neighbors, those who have the most amount of need, those who have the most amount of fear. We want to be followers of Jesus who are quick to respond, who are quick to love our neighbor, and who are ready to pray. We are committed to that in this season and in this moment. My wife and I were having a conversation tonight about where we would have been if the coronavirus had not hit and impacted us in the way that it has. As we were discussing our weekend's plans, I realized that tonight and tomorrow I was supposed to be performing a wedding. Tonight was supposed to be the rehearsal dinner and tomorrow was supposed to be the wedding itself. There was a couple that I was introduced to. They're from Texas. I got to know them a couple of months ago when they came to look at a venue in San Diego. They're doing a destination wedding, bringing family from Texas and all over the country. They're going to be flying in for the weekend of April 4th. Tonight was going to be the big rehearsal dinner. Tomorrow was the great big celebration. But of course, tonight I'm not at a rehearsal dinner. And tomorrow I will not be performing a wedding. Things have changed. The past three weeks have shifted our calendars. This was supposed to be one of the most momentous weekends of their lives, but it's shifted. There's nobody getting on on an airplane. There's no family and friends coming to celebrate in San Diego. Our lives have been altered. Things have shifted. That made us stop and made us think about our own lives and made us think about our, our own wedding. What would have happened if we were slated to get married in the spring of 2020? How would we have needed to shift things? Of course, we would have needed to change things. But after months of planning and potentially years of dreaming, how sad it is for many people to shift their expectations, to change events, to postpone weddings. For many of us, we're going to be having conversations like this with one another, with family and friends over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months. Where would we have been if? What would my life look like if this had not happened. Lots of change, lots of things coming at us that we're going to have to shift and adjust. Plans will be changing and changing quickly. How do you respond to change? What's your gut reaction when you assume that things are within your control, but all of a sudden you realize that they're not? For most of us, we live with the idea that uh, tomorrow is ours to manipulate, to mold, to control. Man, we're educated. 
And we're people who like to push hard. We've got dreams. We've got ambition. We've got creativity. We've got networks to dip into. We've got people who are going to help us take a next step forward. We're surrounded with friends and family who are going to cheer us on. We are moving forward. But when things like this happen, we realize that so much is out of our control. That I assumed I'd be doing something this weekend or next week or next month, but all of a sudden, things are now out of my control. When things are out of your control, how do you respond? What's your emotion? What do you do? What's your gut reaction? Does it make you want to search for something else to manipulate, to control? Do you wrap your fist around something else? Do you grip on tightly, searching for something that you can control? Or do you let go? Do you fear? Do you worry? Do you wonder? Christians through the ages have wondered what to do when life feels out of control. And the places that they have gone, one of the most uh, helpful places that they have gone, is Proverbs chapter 16. The first verse of Proverbs 16 says, The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Jump into verse 9, it says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Christians have seen that despite the fact that we assume tomorrow is ours to control, it's really never been. It's always been the Lord's. Tomorrow is his. Next week is his. We've got plans, and he allows us to have responsibility. He gives us free will. He lets us make choices. He encourages us to be wise and to plan for the future. And yet at the same time, he says, control is not yours. It's always been mine. You can trust me. The wise individual is somebody who wrestles with the theme of control. The wise individual is somebody who recognizes that control is something that we all want that we all desire. In fact, in so many ways, control is a good thing. And yet, in these moments, we realize that control is not something we can hold tight to. I can't plan for tomorrow. The next breath is not mine to mold. The next idea, the next theme, the next dream, the next day, the next week, the next year. I assume I know where I'll be. And yet, it's in moments like these we realize that I can't control the next moment. Wise Christians have said that's actually a good thing. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is actually from the Lord. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord is the one who establishes his steps. With Good Friday and Easter about a week away, I'm reminded that even in the darkest moments, even when things seem and appear like they are completely out of control, that evil will win the day. I'm reminded because of Good Friday in particular, that we serve a God who's able to use, change, and redeem even the darkest day. That in these moments that I don't actually have to search for control, that I can trust that the God at the center of history, the God at the center of my life, this man named Jesus, is fully in control of all things. If he can use a cross, if he can use death as something that can be worked for my good, then I don't have to worry 
about tomorrow. I don't have to manipulate next week. That I can view control as something that God has given me. It's a responsibility that I'm given to steward. That I'm supposed to make wise plans, but I'm also supposed to be open-handed with them. That even though I am given the opportunity to plan, the plans of the heart belong to me. But the answer to those plans and the real direction, the way they're going to unfold, have always belonged to him. Good Friday, of course, it gives way to Easter and an empty tomb and the defeat of death and resurrection and new life and spring from winter. It shows me that this God who's at the center of history, the God who controls all things, he can be trusted. He is good. He is providential. I would love for you to stop and think about control. Think about your plans. Think about your expectations. Pull out your calendar, maybe weep a few tears over the way in which things are going to shift and change, but then open Proverbs 16. Go to verse 1, go to verse 9, and then read verse 3 as you conclude. Verse 3 says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. In other words, join your heart with him and his plans will become your plans. You won't have to worry as much about tomorrow. Fear will become redefined you be able to let go, realizing that tomorrow has never actually been yours. And when you do that, it's good. Good Friday and Easter, they change everything. They show us that even the moment we're in can be redefined and repositioned in light of the goodness of a God who says, all things are mine to control. Even the darkest moment will be worked for your good. Take a moment on your own this week. Maybe take a moment on your own today. Go to Proverbs 16, read it quietly and slowly, and let the Lord expose and reveal and heal your heart as it relates to control. Much love, my friends. We'll check in again soon.